in the WOR Sports Zone. Matt's Spring Training Report. Our Spring Training Report today, it's over. Yeah, back up in New York. No more spring training. Opening day. Uh, what are we down to? It'll be about six hours, 42 hours until that, that first pitch or so. A couple minutes. 42 hours and change. Uh, 800-321-0710. Uh, we had told you uh, Gary Cohen was scheduled. Of course, uh, the um, television voice of the Mets, uh, he had to postpone. So hopefully we'll get him in the, in the next few days here. Uh, either uh, tomorrow when it'll be myself and Salicata here in the Sports Owner or beyond. Uh, but uh, we'll take some calls. We got t-shirts to give away. I know you guys uh, want some Mets t-shirts. You call into the show. You get on the air. You win a t-shirt. So uh, we'll grab some Mets calls and, and keep the conversation going here tonight. Steve in Arizona. How are we doing tonight, Steve? Good, Pete. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for calling in all the way across the country. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a pessimistic Met fan, you know, like most. And uh, my concern with these pitchers, even if they're healthy, Mm -hmm. these guys are not used to pitching that many innings because they've been hurt so much. You know, like Harvey only pitched 92 innings last year. Yeah, but I think Harvey right? could do it. Mats would be my concern with that. And if Wheeler gets back to the big league level, he'll have limitations on how deep into the year he can pitch. I think it's a Mats-Wheeler problem. Harvey's thrown 200 before. I, I think they can let him go, especially he's going to be a free agent after this year, so they're not so much worried about his future, I guess, and uh, just the nature right. of it. And then Cindergard, you know... I, I think that he could throw 200 any year. I mean, you just look at the guy. I think I think he'll be fine. Well, I wouldn't say I think he'll be fine. I would say I don't think it'll be a factor as long as he's healthy and and, and rolling through. Yeah, no, I just don't. I just don't feel like these guys are going to make it, even if they're all good and they're healthy. I can see after the whole All Star break or something. I can see something happening where they get tired and they're not as effective. That's just my opinion. Well, And this is where Mickey Calloway has his work cut out for him. Thanks for the call, Steve. You know, Mickey Calloway's coming in with a pitching background, did an outstanding job with that Indian staff, both the rotation and the bullpen. And I always looked at the Indians, after the Mets went to the World Series in 2015, I always thought the Indians were that next hit team with all of the talent they had in their rotation. They were as close as you're going to find uh, as term, in terms of young pitching talent that was there. We've seen Corey Kluber absolutely blossom you know, in the way Jacob deGrom has and, and beyond for Kluber, who you know has, uh, has some trophies in his, uh, his house at this point, but, uh, or at least Cy Young. But um, you, know, you have a lot of talent in that rotation, and they were able to mostly keep those guys on the field and keep them healthy. And this is going to be part of the challenge for Callaway to say, hey, on this day we might need seven innings and 110 pitches from Matt Harvey, but then next time around we're only going to ask five innings and 80 pitches and, and try to save some bullets. Uh, does it work? You know, that's that's going to be one of the questions we play around with, I think, over the course of this year because you know the Mets have – maybe not babied these guys, but innings and pitch count has always been a big concern and it hasn't necessarily kept them healthy, but does Mickey Calloway have the right formula to figure it out? Will he have a better eye for seeing when a guy might be fatigued and is in danger of getting hurt? I think you know that's the difference if you want to try to find something for why this year could be different health-wise with the staff. It's just you know what can Mickey Calloway do? At the very least, he's gotten them through spring training, 
You can't do anything about what happened to Vargas, uh, but otherwise, with the exception of Montero, and you know he's not one of the guys you're really focused on here. Uh, you know those guys all made it to the finish line of spring training, and with the exception of Wheeler, they're peaking. Mats, Harvey, Syndergaard, Degrom all finished the spring as well as you really could have hoped. Uh, Mac in Jersey, what's up, Mac? How you doing, Pete? Yeah, good. What's up? Well, uh, I hate to throw water. Everyone wants to be optimistic this time of year. But spring training wasn't too good as far as I'm concerned. I'll give you three reasons. What do you got? The worst was the defense. The Mets have the most errors in the major leagues this Mm -hmm. year in spring training, 36 last I checked. They also only threw out like 17% of the base runners, lowest in the major leagues, and uh, fielding percentage lowest in the major leagues. Yeah, league. I don't now, expect the defense to be good. I think we know they've always been offense first. Uh, they have a lot of older players out there. They don't have a true center fielder. Right. They're going to have problems defensively. Uh, the issue will be will they hit enough to overcome it. And, and spring training numbers, you know, half the innings are played by – you know, quadruple-A players uh, at the end of the game. So I don't know how much you can really take out of it. The, the pitching and the offense were both lower third in, in the major. I don't care about the stats. I really don't. Yeah. I, they didn't hit. They didn't win games. We know they didn't win many games over the course of the spring. I want to see the pitchers be healthy at the end of the spring. That's basically all I ask for out of spring training. The pitchers are healthy at the end of it. And for the most part, they accomplished that. They, all right. Well, the 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 game I last listened to was like Keystone Cops. They didn't know what bases to <laughs> yeah. cover. Three right throws hitting the mound. No, they have problems, and, and the issue is: you know, are, are these things that are happening when the starters are in, or things that are happening when guys that you're not going to see for five years are in at the end of the game? You don't know when you're just looking at the stats and saying, "Hey, they were lower third, uh, you know, in scoring runs and ERA." It depends on who's pitching, what situation, and what it is. Hey, for the big guys, the guys that are going to potentially carry this team, and there are four that we always talk about, right? Syndergaard, Degrom, Cespedes, Conforto. Cespedes had some nicks over the course of this spring, but he finished strong. And he didn't have any of those muscle pulls that have been ailing him over the years. You could be concerned about the wrist that need a cortisone injection in, but otherwise the chronic problems with him haven't been there. Conforto should be back sooner than anybody really expected, and within the first two weeks of the season, he could be a huge re-addition for this team. And then Syndergaard and DeGrom just had monstrous springs. So, even if you want to point to Harvey, I think the players that are going to play key roles for this team had good springs. Uh, Darno and Ploiecki, all right, you want to point out they gave up some stolen bases. They also both hit over 300. Adrian Gonzalez is a concern for me at first base. I don't think his team has a great answer at first base. My bet is Wilmer Flores will see more at bats at that position than anybody else this season. I don't think that's a great thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. Interested to see what Wilmer can do, but that's that's not how you draw it up if you want to you know make a run to the playoffs there at that position. Uh, but otherwise, I think for the most part things have gone well. I know they didn't win. I know the results weren't there, but that's not what it's about in in spring training. You want to get to the start of the season, and then we can start looking at 
how lousy the defense is or they're hitting 230 and it's the same old offense again, then we'll we'll dive in on that a couple of weeks in. Uh, 800-321-0710. T-shirts to give away. You call in, you get on the show, you get yourself a Mets T-shirt. Nick in Bayside. What's up, Nick? Hey, Pete. How you doing? Good to talk to you again. You too. How you been? All right. Hanging in there. I'm so excited for the season now. Let's go Mets. Yeah, man. Two days. Well, well, please act pretty much took all my thunder. I was saying... Who's our competition? Because I think the only way we're going to make the playoff is through the wild card. Yeah. Because like I, I agree with you 100% where I think the Nationals, the lineup, the everyday lineup is a little better than us. It's a lot and, better. And that's what's probably <laughs> going to be it. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. So, I mean, that's, what's, that's the difference between us. But if we do sneak in with the wild card, and if our pitching is healthy, because our heart and soul is going to be our pitching. And if our pitching is, it could match up with anybody. So if we get in, I think we got a great shot doing and, it that way. And that's always the thing. And that's the tease of, of the Mets to some degree when, when you build it this way. If they could get uh, there, if they could get to the finish line, if they could right, get through right. that wild card game, and you're starting right. a series with Syndergaard, DeGrom, and you know, let's say Harvey Mets, th- those are your four right. in the playoffs. My goodness, no There's team, no the Cubs, the Nationals, doesn't matter how the lineups stack up or anything else, and you can rip right. through teams if you have that kind of advantage. Right. So if we can just stay healthy, yeah. we, I think we, I think we got a shot to have an exciting year to make up for the cluster that we had last year. Uh, and what's a cluster last year? Uh, no doubt about that. But yes, uh, you know, health is everything, and and I think Playsack, you know, with those numbers, uh, some magic number you want before the year, six hundred innings for Degrom, Syndergaard, Harvey. That's asking a lot, uh, but if they got there. Then they'd be in pretty good shape. You want to make it seven fifty and include mats? Uh, that that would probably make it a little more fair, uh, a little more attainable, and and that could be huge for them as well. That was the number you threw out last year was the the seven hundred and fifty innings for those four, and they didn't come close to it. And that's as big a reason as any uh, that the Mets season went the way it did a year ago. Um, but yeah, I mean this is um, this is long the conversation with the Mets. This is what I hate about having a team built around pitching is that it's always the if, if, if game because you never really know when these guys are going to be able to stay healthy. Whereas if you have a team built like the Cubs or the Nationals in a big-time lineup that you can get behind, for the most part, those guys are able to play. You might lose somebody for a few months, but you're not losing two or three pieces for the entire season like happens with your pitching staff. And you're built on offense like that. You're pretty predictable. The Yankees, I don't love their pitching, but the offense makes them predictable. They're going to win between 89 and 95 games. feel pretty good about that. The Mets, really, if you ask 10 Mets fans right now to give you a number of how many games the Mets win, and you've heard it a little bit on the show tonight. Like people call up saying, I'm a Mets pessimist. I'm you know, very optimistic with the season starting up. I bet you get a heck of a range. Just ten people. I, I bet you get you know seventy five to ninety three. I, I bet you get that kind of range with the Mets. You don't get that with the Yankees, unless people are being silly and saying one hundred and ten. Uh, you don't have that kind of range because it's, it's more predictable when you have that kind of offense. The pitching, if it's there, then yeah, the Mets are a ninety win team. Well, what are the chances it's there? And you know, it, it's a, a far different chance than you know, having hitting. We always talked about it. You know, years ago, would you rather be the Mets or the Cubs? 2014-15, when you could see the Cubs coming, and you could see the Mets coming with this rotation. I always said I'd rather be the Cubs, because I'm going to have a ton of shots 
at the postseason, and you hope you get lucky and get through. The Mets might only have a handful. The advantage they'll have is when they do get a shot and they have the pitching, boy, they're going to be tough to knock out. I think it's played out about that way. And it comes to the team sitting there with a championship right now. 800-321-0710. We'll take some calls. Again, 800-321-0710. We've got Mets tickets opening weekend to give away a pair this hour, a pair in the 8 o'clock hour as well. Uh, and, uh, again, uh, we've got Mets t-shirts. You call in, you get on the air, you get yourself a Mets t-shirt. So we'll give away some more shirts when we come back. Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. A lot happening around here in the next couple of days. Obviously, opening day Thursday. Coverage beginning at 11.30 a.m. right here at 710 WOR. Uh, Mets on deck with myself, Pete McCarthy. We'll be live from City Field at that time before the Mets started up against the St. Louis Cardinals. Tomorrow night in the Sports Zone, we'll have Sal Licata for our last big Wednesday show of the offseason. Uh, Sal, by the way, tweeted today that the Mets are going to win the division. So he's off his meds, and we'll, uh, we'll have it out tomorrow. Um, We'll also have Mickey Calloway, the Mets manager, on the show. And uh, Sal can say, hey, I'm expecting you to win the division. And I'll say uh, he's off his meds. And we'll just uh, have it out with Mickey. See what Mickey thinks they should be doing. Uh, so we look forward to that. And then uh, every Tuesday during the season, Mets on deck, we'll have Jerry Blevins at 610. A weekly spot with him. Uh, he's a fun guy. I'm sure you've seen some of what he's done on uh, SNY over the years, but uh, we've enjoyed having him on the show. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna really get to dive into the mind of one Jerry Blevins over the course of this year, and uh, that might be a dangerous place to be. But I think uh, we'll have a lot of fun with it uh, over the course of the season. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. Tonight we're giving away Mets tickets. A little later, we'll let you know when you could call and win. Uh, we've got Mets T-shirts to give away. You call in, you get on the air, you get yourself a Mets T-shirt. As you can feel the excitement now with opening day a couple of days away and even the most pessimistic Mets fans finding something nice to say about this team as uh, we're a couple of days away. So let's uh, keep it rolling here and go to Joe in Bayside. How are we doing, Joe? Hi, Pete. Pete, I wanted to make a comparison between the 1964 Dodgers and the Mets. The Dodger hitting team stunk, but they had the best pitching. And the Yankees, when they played them in the World Series, mm-hmm. was a monster hitting team. If you remember who was on that 64 team. And the Dodgers beat them four straight in the World Series. Good pitching beats good hitting. Well, you got to keep it healthy to the end of the year. Ah, well, let's hope so. If they, if they stay healthy, and DeGrom, and Syndergaard, I know they're not Colfax and Drysdale, <laughs> but they want that kind of comparison. And you got Padres, who was their third pitcher, and you could get either Stephen Matz or if Harvey does well, you have your three, even four good pitches. All right, all right. So, so there you go. That's better than the Mets being the sixty-four Mets. Uh, I'd rather than be the sixty-four Dodgers. So we'll 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 take that right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I this is the thing with the Mets, and I know I've been you know saying they're not as good as the Nationals. If they if the Mets get to the playoffs and had the pitching intact, I firmly believe they could beat anyone. It's why this offseason, I wanted to see them be aggressive. And while they filled all of their holes, they didn't make the kind of move that makes you go, yeah, they can take down the Nationals. And maybe it wouldn't have been one move. Maybe there wasn't you know, a magic player like you sign a Mike Moustakis or you trade for an Andrew McCutcheon and boom, you're in the Nationals' territory. But 
if they were aggressive on Giancarlo Stanton, if it was a possibility, Lorenzo Cain or Christian Yelich ended up in my uh, in Milwaukee, and the Mets were able to be aggressive somewhere along the way, uh, that you could compare him to the Nationals. That was something that I think the Mets should have absolutely dove in on. And I'm not sure that perfect move presented itself. I couldn't tell you what it was right now. I named a few for you. Um, but that's where... The Mets, they have a nucleus, they have a core, and they have hope because you just have to cross your fingers that it somehow stays healthy and stays together here, uh, which is, again, repetitive, and I find it annoying after a while, as I'm sure you do as well. Every season, it's, oh, can you stay healthy? Can you stay healthy? But it's just the reality of it for the Mets, and if they get into the postseason with it, they're more than capable. Uh, But, you know... The odds of it and to survive 162 and, you know, with, um, you know, the questions defensively and, and to some degree with this lineup, uh, I, I can't put them in the same category as the Nationals over 162. But go through that wild card game, start Cindergard there. Hope he gives you nine scoreless innings instead of six this time and uh, see how far you can run it. Uh, 800-321-0710. Ray and Waterbury. How we doing, Ray? Good, Pete. Before I make my point, the last caller was a year off. That was the 63 Dodgers. I thought so, because 64 was Yankees-Cardinals, right? Right, 64 was the Yankees okay. and Cardinals. The Yankees lost both series back then. Okay. Um, Thank you. You know, Pete, you're right on. I think they're an 85-win team, team right now, and if all the boxes get checked off, they can win 90. But, you know, my biggest concern, Pete, is the back end of that bullpen. It didn't look real sharp in spring training. And we, and and uh, and uh, what's the name? Schwarz, uh, yeah, with the calf. We got you know, we got maybe he'll help out, but that back end looks a little shaky right now. Yeah, I, I think offense, that's a fair question, Ray. I think we got enough. I think our offense is darn good. Uh, I have questions about the offense. I think it's going to be too one-dimensional, like it was last year, where they're slow and waiting for the home run. Uh, but we'll we'll see how it shakes out. When in, uh, Conforto comes back, having him and Cespedes in the lineup healthy together, which they didn't have a whole lot of last year, that you know could change things certainly. But uh, but yeah, the bullpen. I've I've always been optimistic on Jarius Familia. I, I saw how good he could be at his peak when it was 2015. He was about as good as any closer you're going to find in the game. When he did those last six outs in L.A. Game five, the division series, he was unbelievable. Uh, I even in the World Series, if you actually go back and watch those games, he pitched pretty well. Uh, he gave up the home run to Alex Gordon, which sure you can never forgive him for if you feel like it. But those other games, come on, and he was putting some brutal spots and and got ground balls and strikeouts, just not enough of them or not enough strikeouts, I guess. But uh, I I thought Familia finished the season well last year. I know it didn't look great this spring, but yes, he's a huge X factor for this team. He needs to be, uh, you know, a monster again in the back end of that pen because they do have they do have some question marks otherwise there. I don't love AJ Ramos. I don't think that you know he's a shutdown guy. If he's the seventh inning guy, you know that'll be fine. You hope Swarzak could take over the eighth or something along those lines. I know Mickey Calloway is not going to break it down that way. Uh, and and we know you know how good Blevins could be facing lefties uh, with what he's done over the years. Uh, but yeah, um, you know the pen can be a concern. One thing I'm really intrigued by. And and this is where Mickey Callaway potentially makes a difference. What about Robert Gesellman in the bullpen? And eventually Seth Lugo, if Wheeler pitches well or when Vargas comes back, you could totally change the way you operate the pen. 
You can get five innings from your starter and then ask Lugo or Gaselman to pick up three if they're pitching well. So you don't need five guys to get you to the end of the game. I'm really interested in that and how Callaway will, will handle those situations and how effective it might be. Because Lugo and Gaselman are real good pitchers. They deserve to be throwing some innings. They don't fit in the rotation right now. But if they can translate it to the bullpen and they could give you multiple innings, they could do like the Astros did in the postseason last year, I'm really interested if they could cheat it. And that's basically what you're looking at. You know, can you find a way to cheat it, another way to go about it? And can you stay healthy enough in the rotation that these guys stay in the bullpen? I think those will be uh, you know, some interesting things this year as well. Uh, Jim in Wildwood. How are we doing, Jim? Hey, P. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? Oh, not much, man. Uh, what do you think about their um, about the Mets pitching? It's going to, you know, uh, you know, uh, hold up for him. You think? Do I think it's going to hold up? Probably not. But uh, nah. it's spring training, so you you have the hope. Uh, I think this right. is the problem. You start getting okay. banged up. You start having injuries. They don't go away typically. Typically, they pile one on top of the other. If I had to make a guess, I think Degrom gives you two hundred innings plus again. I think Syndergaard's a beast this year. I don't worry about him coming off the lat. I think you're getting two hundred innings out of him. Harvey, though, I have a hard time seeing him. You know, uh, really staying healthy and effective for a, a long period of time. And unfortunately, right. I think Matt's fits in the same category because we just haven't seen it. From Mads. He has a higher ceiling to me than Harvey at this point, but he hasn't stayed healthy. So, you know, if you if you're giving me, you know, odds on it, I'd bet against it. But this right. is still the if part of the calendar where we talk about right. if they stay healthy, um, then you know, they get to the finish line, they could be real dangerous in the postseason. Right. Okay. But that's yeah, anything's possible, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's not even an anything's possible kind of line because we're not talking about a last place team. We're not talking about the Phillies here and saying, well, anything can happen. Um, it's not, you know, baseball's ridiculous and weird things happen. That's not the argument that you make for the Mets. There is the talent to make the run, but you need it to stay healthy. And if you're asking me straight up, yes or no, does it stay healthy? I would, I would bet against it. I'd say no. Um, but if it does. Yeah, if if it's like sixty forty something like that, and you you have a forty percent chance that it stays healthy, and you could get the ninety wins, wild card, and have some arms that you trust in the postseason, take those odds right now, probably right. But then there's a decently high probability that they're right back where they were last year, and it could be that bad uh, again. But this is this is the bet on the pitching. This is why you know a team built on pitching just. Drives you nuts, and uh, you know you don't have to go back too far in Mets history to know that it doesn't always, you know, work out terribly well. Generation K and uh, things like that. Uh, all right, we'll get more calls going in a little bit here. More T-shirts to give away. Uh, next segment, we will give you an opportunity to win Mets tickets to opening weekend against the St. Louis Cardinals. Also, your chance to win a thousand dollars coming up at eight oh five. Uh, we're just giving away the farm here. I'll tell you what. Uh, 800-321-0710, the number. More Sports Zone with myself, Pete McCarthy, coming up on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. You're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. All right, back here in the Sports Zone, 800-321-0710 uh, to get on the show, talk some Mets, uh, what we're doing right now. We will have Art Stapleton of the record on with us at 8.05. We'll dive into the 
Uh, soap opera world of the New York Giants, where you have John Mara, the owner, uh, giving his thoughts on Odell Beckham Jr.'s future. Dave Gettleman, the general manager, very evasive uh, uh, with his comments today, and uh, dive into that fun a little bit. But we've got uh, plenty of baseball talk, uh, talk to have with you. Until then, as we have uh, Mets tickets to give away, and we'll do that this segment uh, as well. So stay tuned for that. Tickets for uh, this upcoming opening week. And yes, uh, it is almost here. Uh, so let's give away some more T-shirts, take some more calls here. We go to Dominic on Staten Island. How are we doing tonight, Dominic? Hey, Petey Mac, how are you? I'm good. What's going on? Uh, good. I just want to tell you, first of all, you do a great job, and I'm you know, very glad that you, you know, you're on the show. And I, Is this your fifth year? I, I, I was trying to remember. What yeah, yeah, this will be our fifth year on WOR, and uh, first, that's when I started up. So, yep, thank you. was with Seth Everett. I remember opening yeah. day, going to the game, and, and hearing you guys for the first time, I think, was that day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then with Wayne Randazzo, it's great. So you guys are great, and it's very important to the Met fans to have a, a home station again. Well, I appreciate that, Dominic. Uh, and also, just so you know, now that uh, – certain uh host isn't on it until 6 30 anymore i listen to you from six o'clock now so. all right we got that you, you going good job well uh, thanks anyway, what's going on mets, so I'm, I'm kind of an apologist for the mets and i think that i think they're going to be very good i think they're going to have a nice season i think the offense is going to be good I'm, I, the only position i'm very nervous about is gonzalez at first base yeah. i don't like it his bat he, he looks like a guy who you know he can't play anymore. He looks terrible. Right, he had one um, homer this spring. He's uh, uh, you know had three of them in two hundred fifty something plate appearances last year. I, I I do not like. I didn't like the signing. I don't like the way it sets up. I don't like that Dom Smith was a total non-factor this spring. That position yeah. is absolutely the number one position that worries me. And uh, if I had to pick a second, I'd say it's Jubal Cabrera at second base. I'm really curious to see how like he's moving either. around. Not not a, not a not a big fan of him. I know he hit some home runs, but. You know, well, he was great two years ago. Time. He was the yeah. heart of the team two years ago, but he, he I, beat himself up going through it. Yeah, I'm not I, I'm not crazy about him. I, uh, other than that, I think the team, you know, I like the team. I think Rosario's got a lot of upside. I love Frazier, the outfield. You know, I think the combo of Darno and Ploiecki, and don't be surprised by the, by the time in the middle of the season, Ploiecki's going to play more. And he's gonna and he's gonna hit. I think that he's just a, like a late bloomer, and he's gonna do pretty well. I I, I agree, and I've been uh, talking about that quite a bit this spring. And thanks a lot for the call, Dominic. But uh, I, I think Ploiecki's gonna take over that job. I really do, and he's gonna be better defensively, even if he's not perfect. Uh, he'll be better than what you've seen with Darno, and you know both of them still have upside offensively. It just feels like Darno has had a lot of opportunities. Ploiecki. And really had a, a long chance to run with it. Got a chance in September. He did run with it. Granted, it's September, but I, I think you're going to see Ploiecki just base hits to right center field. You know, some doubles power. Nothing spectacular, but he's going to be asked to hit seven. You know, he'll be down there at the bottom of the lineup. You'll have some slow runners on in front of him. Maybe he could double him home once in a while. That's what you're looking for. Uh, you know, Medro, sorry, you hope at some point that he can move up the lineup, but his plate discipline worries me. He swings and a lot of bad pitches. He's always behind in the count. It didn't look a whole lot better this spring. Uh, he's going to have to improve in a big way as far as that goes to really unlock all the potential that's certainly there for him. Uh, Pat in Jersey. How are we doing, Pat? Hey there, Pete. How are you doing? I just uh, want to say what a good, I love listening to your show every night on WOR. Ah, thanks, Pat. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, the Mets were on WOR with the – Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson. 
And on the t- on the, also on the TV station too, WOR. Yeah, see, I grew up with Channel Nine, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember that far back for the original uh, Mets radio broadcasters, uh, you know. But uh, you know, tie it all back around. Okay, maybe you got it wrong. I don't know. But I, <laughs> no, I, I just I just say I'm, I'm too young to remember, but I don't. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, but uh, but yeah, go ahead, Pat. What you got? Like best of luck to Mickey Calloway, Aaron Boone, brand new managers for both teams. Uh, I think it's a fresh start for both teams. Uh, although the Yankees I watched last night, their lineup looks awful wicked. Yeah. One after another. And after watching the Mets uh, over the over the, over the the spring training. It's I a different they world. They got great pitching. And uh, I think and I think Bruce and, uh, and Frazier at third, I wish we could have kept him. But uh, everything looks good for the Yankees. But uh, I'm going to see the Mets for my first game on Thursday. At City Field, I grew up going to Shea Stadium, and this is my first at City Field. All right. Well, uh, enjoy the game. So you're a Yankee fan, Pat? Yes, I am, sir. Uh, All right. So what do you got? Uh, 120 wins. What are you calling for them? No, nah, they wouldn't get that much. <laughs> I just say you guys are a confident group uh, going into season, rightfully so. Uh, with the the way that lineup sets up, I mean, the Yankee lineup it, it really is unbelievable when you. Uh, start looking at it. Even you know Greg Bird, you know, he gets hurt. He's gonna be out the first two months, and he, the Yankees can almost shrug it off and be like, "All right, you know, if he comes back, he comes back." Otherwise, we got Neil Walker to go to, and and probably three guys behind him. But uh, yeah, they are they are loaded in, in a different way. The, the one thing I would worry about with the, the Yankees is the starting pitch, and. You can't just say, "Hey, the bullpen's going to throw five innings every game." You you got to find a way to get uh, get some innings and, and get some out of that rotation. That's the only thing I could see that would knock them down because they're going to score a ton of runs over the course of this year. Uh, Tony in Jersey, what's up, Tony? Uh, hi, how are you? I'm you good. do a fantastic job. Uh, it's nice to have a little bit of a different tone on sports radio, and I respect the fact that you give the callers a chance to uh, express their opinions. Uh, I think you do a fabulous job, and I just uh, I uh, you guys really buttering it, me up this segment. No, I, I enjoy <laughs> I, I enjoy a different tone versus other sports radio shows. If you know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it, Tony. What do you want to talk about? Uh, you know, I, I was wondering. You know, I you know I've been a Mets fan. Uh, I kind of switch around with teams sometimes. But I've been following them for like the five, six, seven years now, and you know, I think. Uh, Last year, the middle relief seemed to have a little bit of a problem. And, you know, they have a lot of starters, but they just sometimes, you know, they're great starters, but they can't get it done. I was uh, kind of wondering what you think of, like, the probability of maybe, like, a Harvey getting switched to middle relief and setting up the reliever. Yeah, but his ego, we know we have an ego, but he, they're pretty much done with him after this season. Yeah, but they would cut him before they moved him to the bullpen. I don't think that they would even entertain that kind of thought. If he is that bad that they have to consider moving him to the bullpen, I just think he'll be gone. Uh, if, it, if it's not him, who do you think could be on that list? That could be could moved be, yeah. to the bullpen of the starters? Yeah, could it be like a Mats or no? Mats uh, won't be moved, but Wheeler is a possibility. Wheeler. Yeah, we had we had Sandy Alderson on last Friday, and uh, you know we talked a little bit about you know where Wheeler fits in if he doesn't make the rotation. As it turned out, he didn't. Uh, but they are considering him in the bullpen. That is a, an option. He's going to start the season at AAA Las Vegas, but down the line, 
that's a possibility. He might be great in, in that role. He has unbelievable stuff. He's just got to figure out how to harness it and and to throw more strikes, which is something that you worry about in the pen. But sometimes, if you don't have to, you know, say concentrate for six innings, you can just go all out. Hey, I'm going to focus. I'm going to you know throw as hard as I can. I'm going to do it for this one inning. Some guys just really shine in that. I, I'd worry about. The arm problems that Wheeler's had, uh, you know, changing his role, but uh, that's the guy that can move to the pen. And obviously, we're going to see Gaselman and Lugo out of the pen this year. And the big thing for those two is I'm curious what kind of role they play because they won't be one inning, let it fire. Those guys, they could give you three innings on a given night. Mickey Calloway is going to handle that pen a lot differently than Terry Collins did. I think that much, at least based on what he had said. Uh, that much is for sure. They haven't had a long man over the last few years. When they got in trouble, it was Carlos Torres or Hanzo Robles asked to go out and throw four innings. Those guys started games uh, at certain points for the Mets when the Mets got stuck. The only long reliever they've had in the last like four years is Daisuke Matsuzaka. That's really it. They haven't had anybody in that role. So I'm actually really curious how Callaway handles it when you see you know, how teams and the Astros specifically handled the postseason last year. And look at how the Astros are set up right now. Everybody talks about Verlander and Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation, but they've got Brad Peacock and Colin McHugh. And guys are good pitchers, good starters that are going to be coming out of the bullpen for Houston and might be asked to throw three innings on a, on a given day. Maybe that's the, the new trend in, uh, how you know the pitching usage goes because you know, the guys don't stay healthy enough. The starting pitchers don't stay healthy enough to pitch them seven innings every single game, right? They always want to limit the innings, and then you can't throw relievers eighty something times a year. Those guys burn out. We've seen it over the years here uh, with the Mets, so it's got to give somewhere. So maybe it's those bridge guys that end up picking up the slack. All right, let's give you a chance to win some Mets tickets here. Uh, you can see the Mets and the Cardinals this Saturday at City Field. All you got to do, be caller number four at 800-321-0710. And you're the winner. Brought to you by the New York Mets and Coca-Cola. Opening weekend at City Field features a Mets Build-A-Bear Teddy giveaway to the first 15,000 fans in attendance this Saturday and a tote bag giveaway to all fans on Sunday. For tickets to opening weekend, go to Mets.com slash tickets. Again, caller 4 at 800-321-0710. More t-shirts to give away. Art Stapleton covers the Giants for the record. We'll pick apart these uh, Odell Beckham rumors. And, you know, if it's becoming more likely that the Giants do not take a quarterback with their number 2 overall pick based on uh, what Dave Gettleman had to say today, the general manager of the Giants. So we'll dive into that a little bit later. Uh, every call you get on the air, you get a Mets t-shirt. We'll do that to, through 9 o'clock. This is Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. It's the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on 710 WOR. All right, your next chance to win Mets tickets coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. And, uh, again, we'll dive into the Giants. Art Stapleton does a great job uh, covering the Giants for the record. will be with us coming up. Let's give away another T-shirt, grab another phone call here, and go to Jeff in the Bronx. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Pete. How are you doing this evening? Good. What's going on, bud? Hey, first things first, I want to thank you for help getting us through a uh, long and cold winter and off season, And I know you'll still have... 
you know, during off days or during day games. You'll still have your three-hour show from time to time, but it just won't be the same, and I just want to thank you for that. Well, I appreciate it, but I'll be on, you know, 6 to 6.30 after every post-game show, maybe not three hours at a time, but uh, plenty plenty of time on air here. No, I know, but it just won't be the same going over, like, rumors and things like that. You know, it's just a different feel during the season, but I want to thank you for that, and I also want to say I did the the axe-throwing thing also uh, in February. It was a lot of fun. Definitely a different thing, and actually isn't as expensive as you think it would be to try out one day. So, uh, definitely a good time. Yeah, as long uh, as you don't take out your foot, you're, uh, you're good. It's pretty cheap. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? A couple quick points on the Mets. One is, with this whole kind of new accountability thing, you know, they sent Wheeler to the minors. Yeah. They sent Robles to the minors. The handwriting was on the wall that they were going to release Montero if he didn't get hurt. How long, you know, if, if Conforto comes back quicker and, you know, Nimmo's hitting and, um, Gonzalez isn't. Do you think we're going to pull the plug and say maybe not? Yeah, I think he's got a month. But put Bruce at first, and you know how long of a leash does Gonzalez get? I think he gets a month. Okay. I think that's a. I don't think it's going to be long. I don't think it's Memorial Day. I think that Adrian Gonzalez is going to have to show something that first month. If he's hitting one fifty, if he has the kind of April that Jose Reyes had last year, he's not going to be there very long because they have other options. They have other guys they could go to. Now, Sandy Alderson said Friday that they're comfortable with Jay Bruce at first base, but they didn't play him there at all in spring training. So just how comfortable are they to just throw him in there and say every day, that's your spot. That's the best lineup that the Mets have. But I, I don't think it's a long leash for Adrian Gonzalez, not with the kind of spring uh, that uh, that he put together. Uh, 800-321-0710. Mets tickets in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll dive into the Giants, and we'll uh, we'll make some more Mets calls along the way, give away some more Mets t 